0: I want to be very clear about two things. Because of the nature of this movie, we're going to be talking about sexual themes and using some coarse language. And number two, and this is the most important, this movie was not based on the novel by Patricia Cornwell. We watched Body of Evidence, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a
1: time, in a land, of eternal beauty. All that stands between a city and a disaster. In a city where anything can happen. If you thought you had seen it all. Portland's a small city. I even dated a man who dated a woman you dated.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Workoven, and I am joined, as always, by Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm doing really
1: well. Just a, a few weekends in a row of uh, full Madonna immersion. That's right. This is
0: awesome. That's right. And and I love the all the candles you set up. Oh, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined, of course, uh, by Brian, the Unipiper Kid. How are you, Brian?
2: I'm good. And you know, despite my best efforts, it looks like I was unable to escape Madonna madness 2024.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is right. Uh, Last week, Mark and I went up to Seattle to see uh, the Madonna uh, tour that's going around the celebration tour. Um, Which was an amazing tour Brian you were originally supposed to go uh, with me to that and so you missed out on that and instead instead of seeing the best Madonna has to offer (laughs) you have seen one of the worst things Madonna has to offer uh, and that (laughs) is this uh, the movie body of evidence Um, I mentioned in that intro that this movie is not based on the novel by Patricia Cornwell and the, the reason why that's I'll explain why that joke is hilarious. But on the poster, which I didn't bring with me, Brian, you gave me a, a, a copy of the poster for this movie a long time ago. I and did? Yes. Yeah, I don't know where you found it, but it's a giant, a giant <laughs> body of evidence poster that I had tucked away somewhere. And at the wow. bottom, like underneath all the production credits and all the people's names in big, bold letters is not based on the novel by Patricia Cornwell. And that has always <laughs> stuck out to me because never before or since have I ever seen. I've seen plenty that are like based on the novel, but none that have specifically stated. And that's because uh, Patricia Cornwell, who is a popular uh, mystery writer, I believe, um, <laughs> got wind of this movie and was like, "Ah, uh, no." So it was they were contractually obligated <laughs> to add, not based on the novel by Patricia Cornwell in <laughs> in their marketing material um and so yeah when we saw madonna last week it was a um a celebration the celebration tour of her 40 years in show business um and there was lots of video retrospectives lots of different looks that all the different people had from her year over the years and you know what? I don't think I saw one
1: reference to body, of evidence. one
0: reference to body of evidence. <laughs> there was not a beret. There was a beret, but it was for, a, it was for a different era of Madonna. Um, yeah. So body of evidence, which came out at the time, this movie needs a little bit of context Absolutely. because uh, this came out in January of when all the good movies come out in January of 1993. And so a couple months prior, in October of 92, Madonna had released her sex book. And the day after the sex book, she released her album, Erotica. And it was like, even building up to that, like the world was engulfed Taylor Swift, Kelsey style in this crazy project that Madonna has going So the producers of this movie, this movie went into production, I think, in early 92, right, like a week after uh, Basic Instinct came out. So it wasn't a copy, but obviously there was there was love in the air.
2: Trying to capture that
0: that energy.
2: Was this her first uh, feature film role? No,
0: Madonna's no. This is like her fourteen. Yeah, so she was in desperately seeking Susan, which was kind of a breakout role. She kind of played a, a street urchiny version of herself in that. She was uh, the second bill because Ro- uh, Rosanna Arquette is the main character in that movie. Then she was in Who's That Girl with Sean Penn, which was a huge flop. And honestly, if you think this movie is bad, that is one of the worst things I have ever seen. Uh, is Yikes. oh and Madonna or Madonna Mark's got the uh the movie playing on the screen and so we just got got to <laughs> see a lot of Madonna boo. there's there's a lot of <laughs> flopping uh flopping on old men up here going on um and then she was in uh who's that girl which depending on who you ask some people love that movie lots of people hate it um but it was a that was an enormous flop too um but then she did Dick Tracy. Which she played just a supporting role of Breathless Mahoney Brian, which you got me the action figure. (laughs) I remember that one of Breathless Mahoney, which she was good in because she had a small part. It was very campy. It was very she was a you know a a 1930s cabaret singer type person and got to play up on that. Um, And then this was her next big thing after after that was Body of Evidence, Um, and. Did not go well. Uh, S- Gene Siskel and Ebert. Um, uh oh, we're getting a. I'm getting a time uh, left. Uh, uh, I'll just let that go. I, there's a timer going on my Zoom all of a sudden, and I don't know if that's because I did um, something wrong.
1: I need upgrade. Zoom uh-oh are, is zoom
0: gonna zoom is trying to prevent us from <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we're <love> sorry <laughs> are you trying to discuss the movie body of evidence <laughs> and it it self-destructs um so yeah this movie came out was was pilloried by pretty much everyone um at that point Madonna was already getting just the crap beaten out of her by the world because of the album and the uh the book that came out and so nobody wanted this and it was a an awkward gap of time to then come back with this and so it was it was all all uh, just kind of a disastrous thing. but kind of in retrospect, um, this movie and this movie has been covered by a couple different pop how did this get made? Uh, did this a couple years ago. And they made a point that I kind of always thought of too, is that this is a hair's breadth away from being a decent movie. But they're just getting lots of the basic things, no, uh, no pun intended, I think, wrong about this. One of them being the tone, I think, of it. Because there are a lot of incredibly good actors in this. This is like Willem Dafoe is in this, Joe Montana, Ann Archer, Julianne Moore, uh, Frank Langella shows up for a while. <laughs> um, the the guy who plays the doctor, um, I forget his name now. Um He's like, all of these are good people. And the director before this did a movie called Last Exit to Brooklyn, which was a big popular hit. And that's why I think Madonna signed on to this because she's always had aspirations of being uh, not only a Hollywood star, but she also loves film noir and like all of these old movies, which is clearly this movie is modeled on. And I think that's where. A lot of the things uh, go go wrong. But um, before we dive into it, Brian, is this the first time you have seen Body of Evidence? Yes. Okay. And what are your thoughts on Body of Evidence? Your your macro thoughts?
2: As I was watching it, um, the same question just kept repeating through my head at various points during the movie. And my answer kept changing but then always going Back to the same answer and I just kept I was watching it and then just in my Head would be the question is this Trash I, <laughs> I think this is Trash yeah it's, it's Definitely trash no no maybe Not no it's trash it's trash
0: It's not lit like it's Trash but it tastes right. like Trash right and I think yeah. that's where Like if this movie like And the obvious analogy to It is basic instinct because that's coming out at the rate right, uh, the same time about a year year but with a huge cultural phenomenon and made a star to Sharon Stone and all that. And I didn't watch. I didn't rewatch it this time. Um I was gonna rewatch it and compare it to this, but I've I've seen basic intru- I think I think it's telling that I've seen basic instinct many times. I have <laughs> seen Body of Evidence a handful of times because I think not only is Sharon Stone a great actress and elevated that material, all of those, that movie is exciting. The camera move, I mean, that movie feels like you're watching cocaine and there's an electricity to it and there's like an archness and a campiness that kind of comes out. And this movie doesn't have any of that. It it's It's played so straight, even though trying to find a line to fit into our <laughs> opening was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Like I just wanted to insert all of the dialogue from this movie into, into that opener because it's all just so ludicrous and could have been so fun.
1: Right. <laughs> You're exactly right. I, I was wondering which, audio clip you're going to pick because there were like 17 and that's why for uh,
0: a week i gotta mark this yeah uh, mark the time yeah and this is the first time i think i've ever done this but i have a bank of sound clips (laughs) that i will be playing from this movie because it is it's i I wish it was Brian a little more trashy because that would have been really Mm -hmm. fun but i think everyone in this movie thinks it's in like some Greta Garbo, you know, type yes. movie. I,
2: I think that you nailed it. Like it it, it, it you don't know whether this is like Oscar bait and everyone is super taking this seriously and think that they're making great art, you know, but then it, it also feels trashy and they don't, they don't know which side of the line to just commit to.
0: Totally, totally. And this is, this is Madonna at her. Apex of I am going to be a star and it would make sense I mean based on the director and based on this cast and like all of this could have kind of worked but I don't think anyone was willing to say any, and nobody wanted to own up to the fact that this is trash and there was no right. I mean reading the script from this should have told everybody <laughs> that but yeah it just because it starts <clears throat> to come alive at the very end and, and we'll get to all this at the very end where there's the there's her character turn and she's finally acting like Sharon Stone acted like very in control and very there's like an aliveness before they <laughs> they kill her um, that is fun so
2: now Mark this was also uh, your first time watching it too right
1: no I watched this in the theaters uh, so oh. when it when it first came out I was
0: uh, I also so yeah. this would have been right before my birthday birthdays in February or yours too. <laughs> And we were at a high school basketball game. And the basketball game went into overtime. And I was furious because I was taking me and I was dragging, kicking and screaming a group of friends to go with me to see this at Montclair Plaza. How did that turn out? And it turned out that all these people I took from my small religious school didn't let me pick movies anymore. And rightly so. But I specifically remember that. I'm like, oh, this game. Is taking forever. We're gonna be late for the 10 o'clock showing a body of evidence. <laughs> uh, so
2: uh funny enough, um, so I watched uh, the first half hour um uh, with, with my wife Sarah, uh, and that was also her first time watching this movie. Um, and she was invested enough she she fell asleep after a half hour, and then I went ahead and finished it, and then the next night I was like, you kind of gotta finish watching this movie, like the the end and just some of the stuff in it it's it, it's worth it you're you're invested enough and so uh, we put it back on and we had stopped it right before the first uh, Willem Dafoe Madonna sex scene and we get through that and Sarah was like nope I'm out <laughs> <laughs> She's like you just wanted to watch this again so you could see Madonna's boobs <laughs> and all I had was this goblin troll Willem Dafoe <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: wax on them. Uh, Yes the the, the the Green Goblin Willem Dafoe Himself Which And I don't Know if these Two facts Are related So I will just Put them out there If people want to Conclude something That is out of my hands Um, I believe that Madonna picked Willem Dafoe uh, specifically to be in or, you know, wanted to be in this with him, uh, probably because he's a great actor and all of that respects him and all of that. Uh, The other um, fact that I will throw out there is I forget what director it was um, that had worked with Willem Dafoe and said that he had a. Confusingly large penis <laughs> So again I don't know if These Draw two things are related Or <laughs> if they are just simply Two facts that that I'm putting out there But yeah it is a tough sell For most people especially like when you think of The trifecta of Fatal attraction, basic instinct And disclosure which were big Michael Douglas Films um, end of the 80s through the mid 2000s Of this time Michael Douglas is charming he is a handsome man he is um, a good actor <laughs> now we're just watching Julianne Moore and uh, Willem Dafoe go at it but yeah he is <laughs> not I would say a, a person many people would say oh I'd like to see a lot of sex a lot of sex with him uh, I could be wrong of <laughs> course but it yeah it is an unusual choice to uh, uh, of an actor to uh, do for this um but let's let's dig into this. Uh, this is from the cinematographer of The Shining, which I found fascinating. Oh, oh wow! Uh, and the director, like I said last, Uli Dell is the director. Last Exit to Brooklyn. He did an episode of Twin Peaks, and later on, after Basic Instinct, did Little Vampires with uh, Jonathan Lipnicki of Jerry Maguire fame. So, well, oh I,
1: I felt that cinematography was fantastic. Uh, the the court scenes and everything. It, nothing was realistic. It was all cine, but cine, cinema cinematographic. Yeah. Cinemagraphic. It was
0: beautiful it was beautiful to look at. But I think, especially in again, not in comparison to basic instinct which just had this electric mm. vibe to it. There was movement. There's not a lot of camera movement. There's nope. not a lot of... It all looks really wonderful. It's composed yep. really well, and it's got that noir, like, classic it, courtroom lighting of it, the blaring... so
1: much mist and fog <laughs> in every single room. More so
0: than the actual Madonna concert <laughs> that we went to that filled like the when, air with...
1: Re, like when they go into the medicine shop, you know, and it's... <laughs> it's Dark and moody and streams of light coming in. It's because they were burning sage in there. Right. (laughs)
0: Um, So, yeah. Does anyone who who I guess I was going to say describe this movie, but there is a point where there is a 12 year old child in this that is um, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking kid. uh, Basically asked Willem Dafoe, can you really screw someone to death? And that is basically, uh, this movie is
1: so, so the truncated version, the shortened version. Uh, so I I got a three paragraph version. I said for it to shorten it down. Hi, I'm Rebecca Carlson. My (laughs) life turned upside down when my wealthy lover died and I was accused of murdering him for our passionate love, exploiting his heart condition. Enter my lawyer, Frank Delaney. Our relationship blurs lines, complicates my trial, which spirals into a saga of desire, betrayal, and a quest for truth. Was I manipulate? Was I a manipulative lover or just caught in a deadly game of greed? Body of evidence is my story, a thrilling <laughs> dive into the complexities <laughs> of love and the shadows of human desire.
0: Uh, it's my story, said Rebecca Carlson. Yeah. It- I. It's, fun- <laughs> it's funny because there uh, I found a clip on, on YouTube Of a press conference in Portland uh, With Madonna oh. and Willem Dafoe And I believe the director And it was super awkward uh, <laughs> A, because at the end uh, Somebody tried to present Madonna with Oh yeah, Brian's holding it up uh, Did you find a hard cover Or a, a printed piece of that? That is in a book <gasps> PDX-centric, of course. Brian, remind us what that is. Yeah.
2: I think that might also be where your body of evidence poster came from.
0: Oh sure. Yep. I think you're right. I think you're right. There's the liquidation sale that we got. So what from, was yeah. he presented? Brian with? was holding up a picture and um, Madonna was presented with a key to the city. <laughs> the key to the city was clad in a garter belt. Awesome. And I can't tell what else is on there, but like chains and stuff like that. Well, Probably nipple clamps. Yeah, I'll, just,
2: I'll just read the blurb from the book. It said, um, Strangely enough, before the movie began shooting around the city, Madonna was gifted a key to the city in a ceremony crafted by Commissioner Lindbergh. The four-foot-tall key was adorned with a tacky garter belt and lace stocking. Hilariously, Madonna refused to even touch the thing during the televised presentation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she she made Willem Dafoe hold it, which is pretty (laughs) great. Yeah, which it's so funny to see. Um, And she was also asked, you know, describe your character and it's very telling that she was like um she's owns an art gallery and it was like it was she has hair um she likes soup <laughs> she likes soup <laughs> so there is not like i would say um that this is not a good movie. I think it's a fun movie. And I think <laughs> it, over to, in the 30 years that it's come out, I think it's developed a little bit more of a cult following.
1: What was, uh, the wax candle scene used in one of those, uh, uh knockoff movies, like the teenage, Oh, maybe yeah. dead date movie or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. That's I, the it, cultural the, footprint. The cul- <laughs> yeah. Because I, you know, I, I, you asked, hey, have you ever seen Body of Evidence? And I was trying to recall. I'm like, is that the one with the wax? Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the wax scene <laughs> in the garage or whatever. And it uh, turns out that the wax scene was one and the garage scene was another. Uh, but the garage scene had the glass. And I yeah. do recall that. Uh, and, and so those do stand out as like cultural icons, uh, you know, that. That are tropes I think so so.
0: that yeah those are the two big takeaways especially the the wax since that was in so many of the uh, of the commercials oddly enough uh, um, uh, how did this get made a couple weeks ago did an episode on 50 shades of gray which I had never seen and so I was like to watch the movies first and I watched and then I thought oh well that's perfect knowing this was coming up because 30 years later it's the same you know type of thing. Fifty Shades of Grey is way worse than that because like nothing happens the whole movie and even the sex scenes there are very like fairly bland and they have a similar they have uh, a a scene similar to the elevator scene in this one where they are making out in an elevator and then a group of people walk in and in Fifty Shades of Grey that's just kind of where this scene ends like they kind of giggle about it and I'm like. We're doing it worse at this point because in this movie, <laughs> she they are stuck in an elevator and she slips her hand down his pants and all that and it leads to something else. But let's back up. Let's set, <laughs> let's set the table. Let's set the table. Let's set the table. So we are introduced to the Pitoc Mansion in this movie. Indeed. I think one of the the most we've seen of the Pitoc Mansion in in some of these movies. Although The Haunting of Sarah Hardy right, had yeah. it had quite a bit, but um. We're, Exteriors
1: and interiors Yeah,
0: we get some uh, beautiful shots And that is the, the home of some rich guy That we, we were panning through his bedroom And we see a TV playing a homemade sex tape uh, With Madonna and uh, this older man We pan to the bed To see the older man uh, is dead And so that sets up our mystery And introduces our detective characters Of Joe Montana And um, his group of people And um, uh, are in this and they are looking through the crime scene and as they're looking through this crime scene the television is still playing this <laughs> this sex tape uh, uh <laughs> during the investigation so i don't know how many hours later this was and why they would keep it playing <laughs> as they're well, like I mean if
2: you showed up at a crime scene and there was a Madonna sex tape playing <laughs> i mean
0: <laughs> touche don't touch that that's evidence you'll get your fingerprints on it but that must be like the SLP of SLP modes on a VHS tape for it to be playing for like 16 hours. <laughs> and as we find out later, they didn't even watch it all because like there's a final bit of the mystery revealed at the very end of this <laughs> videotape. Um, and so Madonna, no, uh, has uh, everybody knows that she's been dating this guy. She gets hauled in for. Questioning blah blah blah, and sets up the question of is Madonna too sexy, and has she killed this man to be uh, to get his money? Did she give him? Did her sex give him a heart attack? So, oh, Richard Richard Real is in this movie too. He's the jump to conclusions guy who's in everything. But he was in Office Space. He's the jump to conclusions guy. But he's one of the he's one of the the detectives in this. Oh right, yeah, funny. Um, I'm a people person. I'm a people person. Um, we have. There's a couple great locations in here too, so we'll kind of uh, get those. We have Pedock Mansion. We have Lone First Cemetery. We have some great bridge shots. We have some <clears throat> restaurants. Where else do we have?
1: So we have a floating house that used to yes. be. Yes. It used to be up. Uh, uh, was located in the Selwood Riverfront Park, but now is located at the Yacht Club at Oaks Park.
0: Aren't so, those the same uh, same place? Like Selwood and Oaks Park are the same thing.
1: Uh, they're just... I
0: say. They're
1: close clearly, to each other. Clearly See, being wrong about the, that. The uh, mooring... Okay. There's two, two yeah. separate moorings. So, so this house a mile down the street. this
0: houseboat both with how did this the, uh, did this get made and there was a couple other podcasts that i listened to uh, about body of evidence and everyone who is not from portland or maybe the pacific northwest is baffled by the existence of houseboats like they've never seen it they <laughs> like fundamentally don't understand like what a houseboat is which is so funny to me um but yeah how
2: many movies have we had with houseboats now
0: I feel like a lot Kansas City bomber had uh, uh-huh. a couple scenes with with that. I'd have to look at our map again because I know we've had a couple and maybe that's only a big thing in Portland. But yeah, it's funny how baffled everybody is about the concept of a of a houseboat. But this houseboat is amazing. It was up for sale a couple years ago and they had some interior pictures and it's every bit oh. as amazing as as this. The one thing the Yeah, it's got
2: like a, a full size tree that is fully <laughs> enclosed within the house.
0: <laughs> There's a nature scape going through it. And this house is this whole movie is brought to us by Billowy Curtains and the name <laughs> <laughs> and the name Frank.
2: <laughs> Both oh are
0: gosh. so featured. I almost made a supercut of Madonna saying Frank. She ends Frank. every line with Frank. Frank. And it's so funny Frank.
2: Frank. But yeah, Billowy, Billowy Curtains. <laughs> The billowing curtains were so in your face. Like I, I, explicitly thought that they meant to show them in one scene as a reference to a vagina. The way that they, kind of I saw
1: that them. one. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that one. There
0: is. They're even featured in a sex scene,
1: and they're not. They're not all in one house. Every single place. like the the doctor's <laughs> the office neighbor. with a naturopath. He had billowy curtains. The he, the. Uh, everybody, Every place had
2: billowy curtains.
0: This movie is brought to us by Big Curtain <laughs> to sell <laughs> I'm gonna us more. Have
2: to go, I'm going to have to go watch The Shining again and see if there's billowy curtains in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: just a lot more symmetrical in that. Um, so we we also go to Lone Fir Cemetery, which is one yeah. of the, the big main scenes. The old man who died is having a funeral. And they're pulling up to... We watch Willem Dafoe walk up to this funeral. And at the funeral, like there's a, a little press pool and there's a guy just holding a giant boom mic and I was like wait does he work for the movie or are right. we to believe that they are at a funeral boom micing the guy for like the the evening news which is so funny and then finally uh, Willem Defoe introduces himself uh, as Madonna walks away I don't know why a lawyer shows up at a funeral to like meet a potential right. client. Which
1: one is she? Uh, Points her. Out. Chaser. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: yes. Cause they and so um yeah so he agrees to represent Madonna who is uh, clearly going to be implicated in this. Um and so they show up to the interrogation uh, room of the of the courthouse and Everyone, there, there's a couple drinking games in this movie that you can do. One of them is uh, when whenever someone says Frank, have a shot, and you will be dead <laughs> by the first third of this movie. Uh, the other one is the billowing curtains. Another one is um, oh, dang it, now I forgot. Oh, that yeah. because it's trying to be such a noir, everybody has what I forget who called it the James Kirk lighting, which is that rectangle of light that goes oh, just yes. over their eyes. And it's so funny in scenes like this interrogation scene when people are moving around as they're talking, like the lighting is so weird, but you like they'll settle into it so that like at the important part, it's just on their eyes (laughs) and it's everywhere. Everybody has the James T. Kirk uh, lighting. Um, But even this scene, like when when uh, Joe Mantegna and his companions are questioning Madonna about her relationship with the old man. Did they ever do drugs? Blah, blah, blah. Like, the interrogation scene in Basic Instinct is the famous scene. And even without that little crotch reveal, it's still a pretty electric... Sharon Stone is gonna... But this one, they're just in, like, the guy's office. And they're just sort of talking. And, like, nothing in... And even the dialogue, like... They're asking Madonna if she ever did cocaine, and Willem Dafoe is like, "Hey, you don't have to answer that. Uh, cocaine is illegal in Oregon." And Madonna goes, "Well, then I never did cocaine in Oregon." And like, <laughs> are these jokes we're telling? Are these what? Where are we going with this? Like, that could have been like in who's uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane type archness. Right. Like this right. stuff would be absolutely amazing. So what
1: struck me. Uh, about all of these scenes that we're talking about is the level of kink shaming that that happens is everything mm-hmm. over and over and over again is Madonna having this elevated knowledge of what sex really is. Have you ever seen animals have sex?
0: It's brutal. That is it's my violent. Okay, it's... that is right. the first of many sound clips. So let's okay, let's play I... that in a second here. Oh, let me actually click into my. Have you ever seen
1: animals make love, Frank? Right? Frank. It's intense. It's violent. But they never really hurt each other.
0: Don't they though? are not animals.
1: Uh, yes, yes, we are. We
0: are. I would say they showed that prominently in the ad. They they truncated to. The have you ever seen animals make love? Frank, we're not animals. Yes, we are. And so uh, there was like a solid six months of my life into the buildup where, I, yes, we are. Yes. Have you ever seen animals make love, Frank? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, so like in the courtroom, while the detectives were at the Piddock mansion and they found nipple clamps, uh, you know, when they're talking, like everything is about the the general populace doesn't know anything about sex, but Madonna does. And she's like, everybody
0: knows, they just don't talk about it. This is a conservative town. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> Nobody talks about it. Well, let's, let's, let's hear Joe uh explain to the jury what this case will all be about.
1: You all can see the defendant, Rebecca Carlson. But as this trial proceeds, you will see she's not only the defendant, she is the murder weapon itself <laughs> her and her magical vagina
0: but yeah but yeah it is very i mean and this was 30 years ago i guess but there is i mean it is all just handcuffs Scars. Yeah, that's the one that
2: jumped out to me in the courtroom when they mentioned handcuffs and there's like ga- ladies clutching their pearls. How <laughs> about let's hubub. talk
0: about this this gallery in the in the courtroom? Is I am so worried for them because they are constantly on the edge. Like everything that happens is like such a middle school like how about watermelon watermelon? They are laughing. They are gasping at the like the the most delicate audience I've ever heard Um, it's so funny
1: let's clear the courtroom except for the press except
0: for the press and there are so many press nothing is happening in Portland because every single journalist is in the gallery frantically writing things down Um, we do get some nice bridge shots in here a couple of the Fremont we see the steel bridge
2: I really wanted to see Angelina Jolie's body just kind of fall the distance, <laughs> like as the car was driving. This out. was a
0: super, and I meant to look back, but this was a super prolific year for Oregon movies, 92, 93, because this is Free Willy. This is, uh, yeah, Fo- Foxfire or whatever I think it was around this time. Mm-hmm. But there was a ton of, ton of movies. And in fact, th- so this movie, even backing up even more, I'm all over the place just because. This movie is partially the reason why this podcast exists. Right. And uh, it was after Mark, you and I had started our podcast and we were looking for an excuse to do one with Brian and we were talking, oh, it'd be fun to do movies, but like, who cares? And Brian, that's when you were the uh, grand marshal of the Halloween Town Parade. And you were like, oh, the Halloween, t- Halloween Town was filmed here. And I was like, oh, Body of Evidence. That was like my always my Portland fun factoid. It was Body of Evidence was filmed here. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, so was Free Willy. What? There's maybe 50 movies that have been filmed here. Maybe if we stretch it out. <laughs> and here we are, movie 79 or whatever it is. And we have not made a dent in our. <laughs> but yes, Body of Evidence can be, be thanked for for this podcast. I never know why men lie. They just do. Men lie. I mean these are are all drag queen lines and they are delivered so boringly that like and that's I think the biggest. I don't think I don't think Madonna is at fault for this not being a good movie. Like even going back to Sharon Stone, her being in this movie I think would have helped. But even, I mean, there are, she's, there's, this is wall to wall, like Oscar nominees and Golden Globe winners for, I mean, giant actors. And I don't think any of them are good.
1: No, no. The dialogue is so
0: flat. And that's, yeah, that's the biggest part.
1: Yeah. The dialogue is so flat and the, the, the whole premise is like an excuse just to, have right. sex well You're the like, the
0: premise is okay. absurd but the approach is not and i think that's why it's so incongruous is that one it wants to be both trash and art and <laughs> that's a very fine line but they in a gallery <laughs> i can't wait to talk about her gallery where she uh, hangs pictures herself on a giant ladder but let's going back to the acting there is i take it back because there is one Titan of the acting field in this movie that is amazing, and that is Judge Mabel Burnham. <laughs> this Judge Lay is the is the tropiest of trope sassy black judge. <laughs> that so I made a little compilation of Judge Mabel Burnham from throughout the trial.
1: This is gonna be a long trial if I have Superior to. Hearing court
2: for him. the county of Multnomah is now in session. The Honorable Judge Mabel Burnham presiding. I can't change the titillating
1: nature of this trial. But if I had wanted to work in a circus, I would have learned how to ride a trapeze. (laughs) So I will not put up with any performances by counsel or by the gallery. It's going to be a long trial for you, counselor, if I have to start warning you on the first day. (laughs) Your Honor. That's enough, Mr. Delaney. The objections sustain and strike Mr. Delaney's question now. Was that your entire bag of tricks, counselor? Or do you have another line of questioning with which to proceed? Do you think you're capable of just answering the questions put to you? <laughs> Dr. Paley, you're still under oath here. Take it seriously.
0: <laughs> That's how they I swear do everyone. you know
1: <laughs> Rebecca Carlson? Yes. Did you, in fact, date Miss uh, Carlson? Oh, this is
0: just a like gallery noise. How about, how about, yes, we dated. <sighs>
1: Keep your
0: rude
1: mouth shut or get out of
0: my courtroom. <laughs> this is the only time I'm going to ask nicely. There's, there's another time, too, that I must have I've not cut out, but she's like, you've opened this can of worms, and now they're crawling everywhere. So I'm going to whatever. <laughs> Something about a can of worms. Yeah, they're crawling all over you. Yes. <laughs> so you she, can't have it both ways. She, you can't have it both ways. So she is... She is great in this movie And she brings some uh, uh, spark Spark to it There's a really weird part did where look... Yeah go ahead Brian
2: I was going to ask if you looked uh, looked up to see if she was in anything else interesting
0: I didn't I did hear on one of the other podcasts that she is an acting coach So hmm. Maybe she could have no. helped Madonna Although I believe the other thing about this movie is Madonna's uh, acting coach quit Because she said ah, She acts like she knows everything So that could also be part of the problem um so her yes Madonna's character Rebecca Carlson owns an art gallery and I don't remember really seeing any art in her art gallery she was on the giant ladder. Unless the giant ladder is the art, <laughs> and she just <laughs> climbs up and down it all day as a as a performance art piece. You lied to me. <laughs> um, but that is pretty much her only her only character trait is she has sex really hard, and she owns a gallery, <laughs> and she wears berets. She wears muted colors and a lot of berets, um, and she. As the trial is going by, it is found out that the old man died from a cocaine overdose, uh, which they uh, trace back to uh, Madonna because um, the old man's secretary, who is played by Ann Archer, um, walks into the crime scene at the very beginning of the movie and just said, she did it. or <laughs> She murdered she him. She murdered him and she just like walks away. Um, There's your first witness. And so... Um, she says, Oh, I saw Madonna doing cocaine. And so Madonna brings Willem Dafoe to the Chinese herbalist shop, which, where did you say the location was, Mark?
1: Third and Davis, across the street from Darcell's
0: Oh, okay. Uh, which is, yes, yeah, she has the uh, guy there show her the medication, which is a white powder aspirin substitute for cramps. Um, don't you believe me, Frank? I thought you were my lawyer, Frank. And then she makes Willem Dafoe just, like, stand in the lobby while she gets a, a, a naked acupuncture behind a scrim. <laughs>
1: it is behind a flowing <laughs> curtain. Me billowing curtains? Billowing curtains. Oh, there's, there's the one that looks like a vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: the billowing curtains. That's the one. Yeah, she literally seduces Willem Dafoe with billowing curtains because that's when he's like, uh ah, and gets out of the car and, like, runs back into the house. I thought <laughs> you were going home, Frank. Um
2: um, going back to the uh, Portland locations, I noticed yeah. uh, Portlandia is in this movie. Yes, yes. and I How forget did that slip in a
0: nice one. Yeah, it was. It's it's filmed from underneath, and that, that had some nice movement in that shot going under it. I forget what else. Um, Portlandia was featured in something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so that looked. I was really...
2: going to ask if you knew anything about that because in uh, the PDX Eccentric book. Uh, Under the highlights of the movie, it mentions that uh, Portlandia statue makes its controversial, controversial Hollywood debut on a brief walk under cameo.
0: And I didn't
2: know if there was like more to the controversial story.
0: Probably just because of the movie, I would imagine.
1: Uh, Yeah, because of the movie and the fact that the artist who created it has locked up all the rights for it to be in anything.
2: Oh, right. Uh, Right. So I was wondering if if they maybe did not get permission I hope so Or it was
0: because of this That the artist was like You know what <laughs> No <laughs> No <laughs> Because they believe uh, they, The interior of the courtroom I don't know if the courtroom But the court building The, the big marble and the, and the huge facade That is the Olympia uh, The state building In Olympia, Washington And there was some controversy yeah. Around that too About filming That ki- This kind of movie um, uh, There Which apparently They did just fine with Yeah um,
2: that that threw me for a loop because it was like Portland, 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 and then like the Washington State Capitol, which looks nothing like. It is yeah, huge in worship. comparison.
0: The the customs yeah. house features features prominently too, as at one point Madonna is ushered uh, out of that into an away. That, and I the couldn't figure out and... because she's arrested uh, after her interrogation. She gets up to leave, and they surprise arrest her. Frank, and then um like. 4 seconds later she is walking out the front door with Frank so I'm not justice is fast in this movie because like she's accused and then I'm get, immediately I'm going
1: to, entr- I'm to get you out uh, right <laughs> right away Rebecca and you know so he posted a posted bail
0: Yeah yeah so um so that was neat to see right down right down from where we used to work um so then um Madonna and Willem Dafoe start getting to know each other a little bit better as we
1: blurring lines and
0: blurring lines as we're watching them make out on the stairs right now. And and um, <laughs> Willem Dafoe wants to get to the bottom of the story. Why why is Madonna so kinky with all of her kinks and and kinkiness? And during dinner, Madonna tells this story.
1: When I was a kid, I I liked to steal strawberries. I'd sneak into the neighbor's yard at the end of the street, and I remember they had a big fence. And I'd always scrape my knees climbing over it. And then on the other side, they had these wild rose bushes. And the thorns would dig into my legs and cut my thighs when I slid down. But the strawberries always tasted so sweet.
0: Because of how much it hurt to get them. (laughs) Thanks, Willem. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then Willem uh, asked uh, her to look around the room to see, well, who else? How do you know who else is into this stuff? And she says, oh, I just know Frank. And so she, uh, Frank asks her to look around the restaurant.
1: Look around. You want me to look around the room and tell you if there's someone here that has the same taste that I do? That's right. Okay.
2: Look, look, look. All right. Oh. I'm not going to
1: tell, gonna tell you. you. You're not going to tell me? No, I'm not going to tell you. Why not? Because he doesn't know it yet.
0: Oh, Madonna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we he get He doesn't know
0: it. He yet. doesn't know it yet. And she you can tell him that she's tr- she's like, I didn't think that was a terrible delivery or something like that, but you can really tell in her voice that she's trying to do something. Like, that was a very coquettish, weird way to tell that story. So, she she, she is making choices. Um, so, let's get into what we are seeing on the screen now, Mark. What, what... <laughs> Madonna boobs.
1: So, they're at the houseboat... <laughs> Did he? So he broke her he, out of jail
0: And then he goes to their house And then she turns him away At one point and then like He comes back and he walks away But sits in his car and that's when she Billows the curtains at him And he walks in and like any good Horror movie he's walking up the stairs and like She literally just emerges from The shadows <laughs> behind him Like Nosferatu All of a sudden <laughs>
1: And he's totally okay with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so they, they wrestle each other's clothes off, and they run upstairs through the billowy curtains, and that's when uh, we there's, get the the well, candle wax scene.
1: Yeah, so there's there's wax poured onto Willem Dafoe, and then champagne to cool it off. And, and then... And the, the pain and pleasure.
0: The pain and pleasure. The, the thorn to the strawberries... Um, there are no body doubles in this movie uh, either. So both of them are doing their own stunts. Um, Madonna, Madonna did say in one press conference that um, filming, filming it wasn't sexy. Um, it, the, the sex scenes were scientific. And I believe she probably meant like clinical and how you had to film things, but um, she pours wax all uh, all over him and then the champagne and licks it up and there's a point where she licks up this wax and it gets stuck on her lips. Yes. And you can tell she like she tried to get it off daintily or whatever but there's like there's no sexy way to get like caked wax off your lip and it's all one take and it's just she's like <sniffs> She's kind of licking her <laughs> licking the lips and like pushing it around and like you can see in her head yeah. she's like try, yeah there it is she's like try to be sexy okay oh bottom lip okay oh crap it's still there and then she tries to put her lips together and it's so funny <laughs> so funny to me <laughs> she, like she's still Five doing times, it yeah. yeah um so yeah that the the famous uh, candle waxy and and so this scene is going on or. This movie also has very strange music, and I will—I don't remember if it's this, the candle wax scene, or the sex scene later. But listen to the, some of the the music that is going along with then a sex scene.
1: You want me to play mine or yours? Have-
0: no, I got it on.
1: They just use the eyes wide shut. So <laughs>
0: <cry>. <laughs> the one guy playing the one piano key it, over and over um, is standing um, in the corner. <laughs> yeah, the, the musical choices were, were very strange. Um,
2: well, the the, uh, the heavy reliance on the saxophone for anything remotely yeah, sexy going on. Rem- yeah,
0: well, it was the it was tail the 90s, end of the 80s, 80s, 80s 90s, sexy yeah. saxophone, which we did get a lot of. Yeah. Um, so Willem Dafoe, after after this sexual encounter, suddenly wakes up in his bed the next day in the way that movies do. is like kind of a how did I get there or whatever. And he stumbles out of bed and takes a shower. And only after taking a shower to dry off does he notice like he's completely burned <laughs> everywhere from all this candle wax. So I, that was... <laughs> That was strange that he didn't notice. And his until wife then. Walks,
1: walks in and he, you know, covers
0: oh, it up.
2: Covers it up with his towel and whatever.
0: Yes. So Julianne Moore, you, who wait, wait, wait,
2: I, I have a question yeah. on the uh, the wax. Do you know if it was? I'm assuming it was real wax because it does look like it hardens, and she clearly has it on her. <laughs> So did did you ever read anything about like how I'm were pretty the, sure I'm pretty were those sure real burns
0: It is I don't think the burns are real because they're in different spots but it I believe it was real wax and she surprised him with pouring on his crotch the one time. <laughs> um, so but yeah I, I think the burns were were applied by makeup because they were in uh, different spots but yeah, Julianne Moore has gone on record to say this. Uh, she hates this movie and is embarrassed to be in it, and she was a young actress. Oh. And she's got a sex scene with Will- So she's married to Willem Dafoe. And we they, they have a sex scene towards the beginning that I kind of wished it would have either been Julianne Moore wasn't having sex with him, or if it was, like, boring, or if it was something, like... But it seemed... I mean, it wasn't, like, crazy sex, but it seemed... There. And even she's like, "Oh, you're great when you have a case or whatever." Yeah, right. yeah they and,
2: should have made it. I I agree. They should have made it like really bland sex to co- you know contrast.
1: Well, it it was showing that he was fully titillated by Madonna. Is the first sex that they had after he had oh. engaged with Madonna and learned about her titillating stuff. Right. Oh. Okay. Now, now he, and see that would make sense now too. I just I've unlocked this superpower.
0: I just wish. Julianne Moore wouldn't have said the like, oh, you're great when you have a case because that like establishes a pattern of like not having a problem. This has all happened
1: before or Mm. like, well, what happened? It would have been much better if it was like, wow, this. Where did that come from? This is a new you. Yeah,
0: yeah. A new you would have been great. Um, Let's listen to. um, Oh, So uh, eventually Julianne Moore, who works in a restaurant. Um, and so Julianne Moore and Willem Defoe are married And they have a Like child. a 12 year old child that yep. I believe is Julianne Moore's from a previous marriage But it's never mentioned Or brought up but it's clear that Willem Dafoe is not Like the the birth father To this child I forget it, it's established when they're having dinner
2: Yeah I vaguely And like one, one
0: time the boy was over at Like oh he's at dad's house or whatever oh, okay. Or something like that Um, but yeah, she, Julianne Moore works in a very busy restaurant where I'm not quite sure what her job is, (laughs) bumping into people (laughs) in a tizzy because she, uh, suspects and knows that Madonna and Willem Dafoe are having sex. She called here, Frank. I knew it from her voice. And then, so she starts to question, um, here's her questioning Frank about what's going on. What did she do to you, Frank? How did you get those marks on your chest? What what are they? Bites. What are they? Bites.
1: <laughs> what happened to your back? <sighs> I thought we were happy.
0: Oh, Julianne Moore, you weren't happy, I guess. So yeah, everybody th- and everybody guesses wrong. Like those don't look like bite marks. Burn marks and bite okay. marks don't look the same. Oh. Nor would my guess in seeing. On somebody's Scratches on somebody's bedpost Think to say Oh it looks like they had Had them chewing on the wood I'm yeah. like what, what, <laughs> what
2: Immediately I thought handcuffs and, and that
0: was, I that know was well uh, the only reason Joe Montana knows is because he's from LA
2: He's from LA <laughs> How did you Nobody know that those were nipple clans well,
0: He is from LA oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Kink shame Kink shame um, Then we start getting a, a cavalcade Of other Um Other uh, people. So the court, the the trial has started. They talk to Ann Archer, the secretary. They talk to a doctor about the old man's heart condition. And isn't it possible, Sarah, that she screwed him to death, or however they're saying it? Um, And then we get Frank Langella. And I forget now, I know Frank Lagella and Madonna used to be dating because it's come out now that Madonna has a thing for dating old people with heart conditions. And
1: big bank accounts. And big bank accounts. Am I
0: supposed to tell you every person I've slept with, Frank?
1: (laughs) No, just the ones with heart conditions and big bank accounts are old. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm no legal scholar or attorney, but it seems like... Over and over again, there's surprise evidence and surprise <laughs> witnesses literally like, no, he's right there in the in in the gallery. Like he's there are, he's on row two.
0: There are no uh, rules like, to this courtroom. There are like people are entering f- dramatically from the back, like as if it's the stage entrances <laughs> that they're making. Julianne Moore shows up for some reason. And I'm like, why is she here? Like, mm-hmm. does she go to every trial her husband is?
1: This This evidence is, has n- not been brought to the prosecution. Well, it's really important. And he was <laughs> on vacation. I'll
0: right. allow it. Uh,
1: I'll allow it.
0: Tread carefully, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they bring up Frank Langella to uh, talk about uh, how he used to date Madonna and what's been going on or what went on with him He had a heart condition too, Uh, so here's Frank Lagella on the stand. Uh, And just gird yourself a little bit. I won't let you go into this blind, but just like...
2: And just remember that this is Skeletor we're talking about.
0: (laughs) How dare we put Skeletor in this movie? (laughs) So here's Skeletor on the stand.
1: Mr. Roston, I know this is difficult for you, but it is important. Please tell the court.
0: She said she was going to fuck me. I've never been fucked before.
1: Bailiff, clear the courtroom. Everyone except the
0: reporters. (laughs) So the gallery erupts again, and here's a little bit more.
1: I left him when I found him in bed with someone else. And that was grounds for leaving? As sexually liberated as you are? I couldn't compete. You couldn't compete? What was she possibly doing? Was she using a razor blade? <laughs> he was in bed with another man.
2: <gasps> kink shame.
0: shame. It's, yes. it's all kink shame. The 90s. All the time.
1: I never knew that about him. <laughs> I felt betrayed. I couldn't handle it, so I left. <laughs> And it was easier for him to think that I left because of the money, but I left because I couldn't stay. But wait. Mr. Rustin isn't here to defend himself. You can say anything you want about him. Yes, he is.
0: (laughs) So yes, for some reason, Frank Lagella has... Ask him yourself. Has attended court that day for some reason, is just sitting in the back row and simply stands up and walks out of the courtroom in shame.
1: After he kind of nods, he's like,
0: Yeah, yep, you got me. That was it. I'm here. I'm a homo. (laughs) I do like though how it wasn't, I felt like at that point it wasn't Madonna throwing him under the bus. I felt like she was trying, she kept getting pressed. To out him she tried to say no we broke Up no I had to leave or whatever and so But yeah it's such a It's so out of left field And so and then never He walks out of the courtroom and Marries Whoopi Goldberg or whatever Frank Langella was doing at this time period So that was yeah that was super Strange and we hear all the hubbubs Again Um, Then Uh, Oh yeah go ahead
2: I was gonna um, go back for a minute to the the restaurant that julianne moore uh runs yeah um do we know what restaurant that is i i um, think
1: it's like the bijou the old bijou down in uh, not near old kind of nearish old town yeah yeah okay.
2: uh, so, but it looked like it had a vaguely greek theme with the paintings and i, I don't know
0: yeah, it was yeah. named something in here too that wasn't its real name, so I wasn't sure yeah. what it was called like Cafe Olympia or something like that yeah. in the movie. Um so Julianne Moore kicks Willem Dafoe out of the house and <laughs> every I was going to say every time I look over there on that screen there's another sex scene, but I guess that is the That's totality the of this of the movie. movie. <laughs> Um, And so he runs to Madonna's house and 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 goes inside and says, how dare you call my wife or whatever, and pushes her to the floor. And this is where probably the other thing that that people talk about in this movie um, is that's when she's wearing that uh, some blue silk robe or something and opens it up and then she's wearing these giant. Cotton granny panties Which I thought was A very strange choice For this movie But um She She How would you explain this Mark No you, you That was exactly it Okay And she Pleasures herself Uh In front of Willem Dafoe Who is trying to look away And not be tempted but then is finally uh, seduced into... And that's where, when I played that music earlier, that weird, like, the omen music comes on as they have a sex scene in front of a fire. Um, And then we go... We just kind of keep going back and forth into court. Um, And um, that's when they find at the very end of that VHS tape that we saw at the beginning is a scene of Ann Archer, the secretary kind of romping around the dead guy's uh, bedroom before he died and naked, implying that they were having uh, an affair, and so now everybody in the courtroom thinks that Ann Archer, who I, I know by name, I don't know what other movie she's been in, but I know she's a very well-regarded actress, but even her in this movie is terrible, I thought. How she was, the way she, she was speaking under her breath and trying, to just it's very, very strange. Um, so now it looks like Ann Archer did it because the old man left Madonna $8 million and bumped Ann Archer down to like $10,000. So now Ann Archer has a has a motive. And so they are coming out of court one day and they get in an elevator. Um, a bunch of other people get in an elevator. Madonna unzips Willem Dafoe's pants and, and sticks her hand in there. And they go to parking. I'm curious about what parking structure this is. We'll have to go visit the body of evidence parking structure in Portland and go to P4 where they get out and uh, Madonna climbs on top of the car on top of a parked car uh, breaks out a light with her heel. And then Brian, why don't you take this one?
2: (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it, yes, the elevator. Well, first of all, uh, I have a question about the elevator. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe requests P three. I'm assuming because maybe they parked on P oh, three, right. right? And when they get to P three, so Madonna, that's when she's reaching her hand into his pants. Mm-hmm. And then Madonna says P4. Is that because we'll they some... wanted more time in the elevator?
1: <laughs> uh, she wanted to go to someplace private and assuming right. that everybody would get off at P3. She's like, will somebody press P4, please? That
0: her, um, her her best acting in the movie is in an elevator scene where there's all the people in it. And then all the people get out on P3. And she goes, Bye. <laughs> and it's like, it's such yes. a great line deliver. I'm like, there it is. That day she had it or whatever. That's like, so the way yeah, she says bye. She sounded
2: like a, a fourth grader saying goodbye. Yeah, it was
0: so great. And so, yeah, they get out in the deserted P4, which is deserted except right. for the one car that Right, she and had. so,
2: there, yeah, the, there's one car. I guess it's not their car. Um, <laughs> And so she goes over and, and climbs onto the hood of the car um, and immediately uh takes her high heel off and hits the light bulb above the car with her heel breaking it and spilling glass onto the hood of the car Um, and then she kind of lifts her dress up uh, and Willem Dafoe starts fondling her and then uh, she lays Willem Dafoe down on the hood of the car on in his shirt on the glass, yeah, and, and she climbs see... up on top of the
0: car and then climbs up on top of Willem Dafoe's <laughs> shoulders. And yeah, there and you, is,
2: you, you, you see the blood like coming through his shirt,
0: yes. And that, I mean, that scene before they lay down, there's no way that they're like shooting an angle. to. N- I mean, his face is just in her exposed crotch, there's no like privacy panel or whatever like the actors have like there's no there's no intimacy coordinator (laughs) in 1993 um which i i'm sure neither of the actors minded but it is it was i remember that still being shockingly graphic for for the movie (laughs) but yeah lays him down and has him what are those are those bite maybe that's what she thought the bite marks were, were was all the glass on his back um so the court is coming to the, uh, a head. The, the trial is almost over. And Madonna is concerned that the jury isn't going uh, to take kind And her. And this is, this is her little line about what people think about her.
1: But I know how their minds work. The women hate me. They think I'm a whore. And the men see a cold, heartless bitch they can pay back for every chick that's ever blown them off in a bar.
0: You have an inflated opinion of yourself.
1: I have to testify. No. Frank.
0: <laughs> Frank. Frank. <laughs> that was just the cue to, to end the scene is whenever somebody said Frank. And cut. We've got, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the Frank quota in. Um, so it's the last day of the trial. And... We see Madonna in the bathroom of the courtroom. She's touching up her makeup. Madonna who looks great, I would say, in most of this movie. Um, I I don't know that she shot very well. She looked a lot better in Dick Tracy and some of the other movies she's been in, but I I love the way that she's styled with her little her little beret. But oddly enough, the Siskel and Ebert review of this movie, uh, they both hated it, of course. And um Jean Siskel is like, blah blah blah. And Madonna with her stupid haircut. And I'm like, what, 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 that's weird. (laughs) All the things to mention about this movie. Madonna's stupid haircut was not high on my list. But yeah, yeah, a lot of berets going on in this. She's got the, well, she is an art, an art gallery owner. So (laughs) they must have all, all done that. Um, But Madonna's touching up her makeup in the mirror. We hear a toilet flush and Julianne Moore walks out. And is washed. So they're both washing their hands next to each other. And they have not met, but somehow Julianne Moore knows who Madonna is. And so Julianne Moore turns around and Madonna just says, wish me luck. (laughs) Julia hauls off and slaps her. And we get the big dramatic. It's the worst I've been slapped reaction I've seen in a while because it was just like, One turn And then she But she stayed In the turn Or whatever And then Looks back into the mirror Holding her face And like Sad And she looked confused Like Why did that just happen And I'm like Well you just And that's what I couldn't figure out Because um, We will Well we'll get to that When it gets to At the very end Um, But I couldn't figure out Why she looked confused Because she very much Did provoke Julianne Moore Into slapping her Wish me luck (laughs) <laughs> so finally the uh, court the trial has come to an end. The jury says we have reached a verdict. Hands the verdict to the judge, Judge Mabel. And Judge Mabel hands the paper back to the foreman. Says foreman, what is your what is your verdict? And the foreman goes, "We the jury find the defendant" He unwraps the paper, looks down. "Not guilty." I'm like, wait! You couldn't, you couldn't remember, remember? No. <laughs> and it was like in the middle too. Like, eh, we find the jury, not guilty. <laughs> it's like Warren Beatty at the Oscars, looking down and reading the wrong name or whatever. Um, so she gets off, so to speak, uh, found not guilty, and immediately, as everybody's standing up and clearing the courtroom, she leans over to Willem Dafoe and says, "Great job." You almost convinced me, and walks out, and I was like, "Keep it under your hat for a little yes. bit." You know Seriously. what? Just let the let things calm that's, down a bit.
2: Yeah, that's like a uh, uh, you know a James Bond villain um, going over his plan. And- <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, it's the bad villain exposition at the end of the movie version. So the next, uh, it cuts away. Then we get. Um, Willem Dafoe going to Madonna's house. But one last time as uh, Willem Dafoe walks in, he realizes that Madonna is talking to this one random doctor that had testified. Um, They had been working together all along to make it, to throw the case. Now Madonna can't be tried again because it will be double jeopardy and um, blah, blah, blah. So Frank bursts in. Um, All of this, this whole last scene is a reshoot About two weeks before the movie uh, Finished filming They changed it Madonna was not supposed to die In the end of this movie She was supposed to get away with it uh, But they changed it Which is another reason she hates this movie Because she's like Well the horrors always have to die Don't they <laughs> So She has this big conversation With uh, And basically Speaking of the villain exposition She does the whole exposition To a degree That the doctor Who's in cahoots with her Is like why are you telling him all this? <laughs> and she has a weird, this strangest line. He's telling us. I'm like, well, what does, what that does that mean? mean? <laughs> What's happening in the scene? But then she has, I would say when they do, when they do Oscar, like uh, look, i uh, look back at the Oscars and they play the, like, we're not in Kansas anymore. This needs to be added to the iconic quote line. So here is part of Madonna. I'm going to turn this up just so everyone can hear it extra loud. Uh, part of Madonna's exposition about her plan and what she does. I'd have given you the same goddamn defense. But you
1: wouldn't have been as believable.
0: Uh, If I didn't fuck you? It works. You slept with him?
1: I don't think we ever slept, did we, Frank? Don't look so hurt, Alan. I fucked you. I fucked Andrew. I fucked Frank. That's what I do. I fuck. And it made me $8 million. (laughs)
0: I fucked you I fucked him I fucked Frank That's what I do I fuck <laughs> I mean that How How is that not Like a showgirls level <laughs> Iconic line That's what I do I fuck <laughs> And I mean uh, But that's That's the most exciting Like that's the most vibrant The dialogue in this movie Ever really gets And I think Because it can't rectify with its own tone and what it is. I think that's where it mostly fails because it does want to be that sexy noir. It does want to be, but it's just so, it's just, it's, the premise is too over the top for it to be taken seriously, but it still wants to be. So, (sighs) After that they the oh, so they get in a they get in a tussle because the doctor who she's now implicating realizes, oh, now I'm screwed because everyone thinks I did it. So Madonna there's a wrestler, he attacks Madonna, tries to choke her. Madonna runs upstairs to a drawer full of silk scarves and billowy curtains. Again yeah. in this drawer, she's like pulling them out like she's just a clown <laughs> taking <laughs> hankies out of and like under all that is is a oh, gun. There, there's the granny panties. Um, is a gun wrestles with the doctor. The doctor falls off the balcony into the, in, near the indoor tree in the, in the house. And so they think he's dead. That's when Madonna herself, they cut back to her. It's such an unfortunate cut because they cut back to her scrambling, you know, trying to get away, scrambling back uh, on, on, the ground. And her head is just covered in billowy curtain. Like it's wrapped in it in a way. She's like trying to get it off and, then the doctor comes back to life and and shoots Madonna and blows her blows her out of the window into the Willamette River um, and she dies. And then we get a little wrap up scene and oh, that
1: <laughs> and she was very, very Swampophilia-esque uh, <laughs> laying out just uh, elegantly, she did perfectly look, laid out. She
0: did look a beautiful surfacing, <laughs> surfacing dead in the water right there. Um, and then we get a little rev- wrap up scene. Her last line of the movie, get me out of here, Frank. And then she gets blown out of a window. So the police come, the sun starts to rise on the next day. Joe Montania shows up and, and Willem Dafoe says, oh, you should have won this case. And Joe Montana says, I did. I'm like, well, you did not. You <laughs> we were all there yesterday when you did not win this case. And then the weirdest thing of all happens, Julianne Moore shows up to this murder scene first thing in the morning <laughs> for some reason. And then we see her embrace Willem Defoe. So I think that was the ham way of showing that, like, oh, well, at least Willem Defoe is going to be okay. But we shouldn't care about him because Willem Defoe's a dirtbag who cheated on his wife <laughs> and destroyed his family. Yep. So that was, I don't know why Julianne Moore showed up there, but I thought that was so funny. She showed up concerned. So, and that's the end. That's the end of Body of Evidence. How does this, in the context of this show, is this a good movie compared to what we are usually finding? We are heavily in the TV, t- sexy TV movies.
1: I, I, I think if you are a fan of Portland movies uh, and need the full spectrum <laughs> under your belt. This has to be part of that <laughs> collection. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I agree. It's bad. And this will
0: be a quote. Neither of you will understand, but if there are any uh, uh, people that are just Madonna fans that have stumbled on this, uh, as Madonna would say that you have to get on the train at the beginning and ride it all the way to the end. And that is part of the Portland Denver movies journey <laughs> that you have to take the train ride. You can't get off on the uncomfortable places. Right. You've got to go through it. It's like growing up. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. Go ahead, Brian.
2: I I would say that this movie absolutely made me feel something, which is uh, <laughs> not something I can say about every uh, movie we watch. Um, and it, it was entirely watchable for yeah. a, a Portland movie. Yeah. Um, it, it. Uh, I think that it is. Um. Uh, if you if you took Madonna out and you took the like uh sex out it would be a, it would fit right into like <laughs> portland movies it's it, it feels like yeah. uh, what the last innocent man and half a dozen other movies yeah. we've watched yeah
0: or even this little one we watched last month with the secretary that was trying to kill the boss or whatever that movie yeah. was one of those taut thrillers i just wish it wasn't so boring and and that it, it embraced what it was a little bit more but yeah, it's it's thoroughly enjoyable to watch and it's not like the best thing you'll bring on a bad movie night because it's not quite that level, but it's still like especially in the context of this show I would say up there as maybe this overtook what is my number 1 that a walk in her shoes <laughs> or whatever I picked. It's right between that and Trainmaster. <laughs> so, that's pretty pretty high praise. Um so yeah, I guess those are our Final thoughts on it's kind of bummed like this was always the episode that well we'll always have body of evidence and now we're at that point and we no longer this show is now completely untethered. Because it doesn't have the anchor of Someday we'll get to body of evidence so.
2: But you know what Todd we don't need it
0: <laughs> I guess that's true And this, uh, you can watch this movie on Tubi I believe yep. Where all good things are made But it does it has a lot of great Portland uh, um, uh, Locations And it is shot very well If not kind of uh, Boring but so do Check it out Ah <sighs> Brian the unipiper kid are there any exciting things coming up in the unipiping world
2: um let's see uh depending on when you are listening to this um i will be at mill inns park uh this coming friday march 1st <laughs> um and capacity
0: be... 1 hour <laughs> capacity
2: 0 we are going to be having um the uh portland's smallest parade for the world's smallest park um, and uh, it is in in conjunction with a beer release for the latest in the uh, Gigantic Brewing um, uh, Weird Tastic uh, Weird Portland United collaboration series. We're doing a beer um, for Millen's Park uh, and the Leprechaun Colony that lives there, and we're releasing it just in time for St. Patrick's Day.
0: Oh, fun! So, is the parade just one person? How do you how do oh, you sorry. have a uh, shortness... yeah,
2: the parade? The parade is uh, half a block. Oh, okay, going, so the distance going... is short from the park uh to patties okay uh, where we're going to have the little release party <laughs> cuz I was going nice. to
0: say I guess I guess every time you're walking alone you're in the world's smallest parade <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark Middleton Anything coming up That you would like The people to know Oh uh, yeah go ahead Sorry I'll get back to this No No, <laughs> no. <laughs> The answer is no
1: Mark and Todd guess We talk about Portland And uh, science things Yeah the Check last that. The last ba-dum, episode ba-dum,
0: Was our uh, Our wrap up of uh, The Madonna concert And the week before That was our helicopter ride So we've had quite The adventurous um, Thing But at the very end Of this movie uh, It says We wish to thank The Oregon Film Commission Giorgio Armani I was like, well, that's the first time I've ever seen Giorgio Armani tacked on right, unpunctuated right behind the Oregon Film Commission. So I don't know what outfits Giorgio Armani would have. Uh, maybe all the suits, I guess, but... Huh anyway so yes thank you everyone for listening you can hear us on the fun employment radio network I will be guest hosting uh, fun employment on Tuesday so some of you might hear this but um, if you I guess only fun employment radios would hear this a day early so I guess you will be hearing me tomorrow whether or not you like it or not so check that out uh, check out portlandatthemovies.com for all 79 plus previous episodes um, and we will take you out with whatever is at the end of this movie thank you for listening Thank mm-hmm. you.